fed up of floor robes, driven to distraction and drowning with doom boxes, tired of living in chaos? Welcome to Decluttering Untangled, how to declutter when you're overwhelmed, ADHD or autistic. I'm going to help you uncover the secrets to decluttering, no matter what hurdles you face. You'll discover how to declutter, de-stress and transform your world. I'm Heather Tingle, reformed hoarder, neurodivergent declutter queen and your guide through the maze of mess. Let's get untangled. Hello Untanglers, welcome back to another episode of Decluttering Untangled. In today's podcast, I'm going to introduce you to my trademarked PAVE system that I use in my courses and with one-to-one clients. So often when we're decluttering, you do a bit of a blitz, but it's not long-lasting or it's overwhelming or your energy runs out before you've completed what you need to do. But if you use my PAVE system... I think you'll find that you declutter properly and it's less stressful. Now, it's always going to be emotional, but hopefully it'll be less stressful for you. So PAVES stands for Plan, Action, Vision, Exit Plans and Systems. And when I decluttered, this is a system that I kind of came across naturally and I made it really did make the difference between just creating a mess and long-lasting decluttering success. And as I got more into decluttering, I noticed I did the same process with all of my clients and it meant that it all just went well. I mean, you're always going to have ups and downs with decluttering, always. There's always going to be ebbs and flows. You're always going to get emotional. There's always going to be bits that are tougher than others and that's totally normal. But I found that if you use my PAVE system, it kind of, like me when I'm decluttering, it's all about your brain rather than about the stuff itself. And if you are depressed, anxious, if you struggle with physical or mental ill health, then the PAVES thing really will remove a barrier for you, if we're totally honest. So today I want to talk about your first part of the PAVES system, and that's P for plan. So it's the first letter in PAVES, and it's the first thing you need to do when you declutter, and that's plan. So for me, I'm autistic, I love a plan. But I'm also ADHD, which also means I'm all about the impulsive here and now. So I see something and I've got to do it straight away. But planning decluttering is something that can be as in-depth as you need. So if you like you know, your autistic brain or you need to know concrete things, then you can plan it in quite in-depth. If you are more fly-by-night, seat-your-pants type of person, then you can just spend a few minutes doing it and it will make a difference still. So don't think that even though you've only just decided to do something that you can't just go ahead and do it, you can. But I do want you to think a few things before you start. But a little caveat, as important as planning is, don't spend all your time planning it and no time actually doing it. Um and I'm sure I've talked about my love of Red Dwarf before, but there's a a thing where Arnold Rimmer creates his um, revision timetable and he spends so long doing this timetable, then he ends up having absolutely no plan to do it. So I don't want you to go down that rabbit hole. I want you to have a think about these things that I'm going to talk to you about and then do it. So I'm going to talk you through the parts of planning that are absolutely essential and why they're so important so that you can create your own decluttering plan. And you can use this plan again and again and again. So why is having a plan so important in the first place? The main one for me is it stops you getting sidetracked. How often have you gone in to do something, 
So I'm sure you've all seen the uh, the Facebook post that, you know, went to declutter my bedroom and you ended up with like a mask on. You end up finding all these different things that you've forgotten you got. You end up playing music that you've forgotten you got. You end up trying all these different clothes on. You end up create, doing something daft with it. You get sidetracked. It's quite normal to get sidetracked by things. You find a book that you've forgotten you got. You start reading it. Before you know it, it's gone dark and you're like three hours in and you've not done anything. If you have a plan which includes a start, a middle and an end, it stops you getting sidetracked because you know what your plan is to get forward. And if you do it in small moments of time, which is really important, you don't have time to get sidetracked. So it really works. It makes it actually happen rather than putting it off until disaster or deadline looms. So how many times I wish I could, I would get a pound for every time a client had rang me in floods of tears because something bad had happened and they'd not done any decluttering um, because they were always planning on doing it, but life got in the way. But then, you know, housing association call around and the risk of tenancy, they end up with a flood and something happens. Um, they end up hurting themselves and then they can't do anything. They know that someone's going to come round or the boiler breaks and someone's got to come round to fix the boiler or all these things, they're the reasons why we end up decluttering. But actually, if you can plan beforehand and actually do it, it means that when those disasters happens or deadline looms, you're a bit more ready for it. It keeps you motivated. So having a plan, knowing when you're going to start and when you're going to finish means that it's like a moment in time out of your entire day. You're more likely to do it. If you know when your end point is, then, you know, you're going to feel more motivated because you want to get to that end point. If you can visualize that end point, you're more likely to do it. It keeps you focused on the end result. So again, because you've made it really a small plan, I'm just going to do this one little bit, this micro category, then you can imagine what the end result is going to look like. Sometimes when we live in a very full home, we can't imagine what the end result's going to be because it's just so different from how we're living in now. So if you can figure out what the end result is in those small little categories, you're more likely to keep focused to get it done. You don't get decision fatigue and then you don't end up making decisions you regret. So I totally believe that we only have a certain amount of decisions when we first start decluttering that we can make before our brains get absolutely exhausted it is a real thing in decluttering circles it's well known that you can get decision fatigue I usually find it with my clients when we first start working with one with them it's about an hour and a half two hours in the brain starts taking longer to make a decision they will um second guess themselves a little bit more um, they can feel pressured into doing something, which is always a bad thing. And you don't want to make decisions you regret because that's going to stop you from moving forward and it's going to make it harder in the future. So by having a start and middle of an end point uh, that works with how long you know you can make decisions for, then you're less likely to hit that, that end result. But also it's important to remember that at the beginning of your declutter journey, you'll make less decisions before you get tired. But as you get better at doing it, you trust the process a little bit more, you will get so many more decisions out of it because you'll, you'll, you're already into the process and you've, you've flexed your decision-making muscle a little bit so you can get better at it. By planning, it means you've planned when and how to stop. 
So you know when the end point is. So you don't get to 11 o'clock at night and are surrounded by stuff that you've still got to sort out. You don't end up in a great big mess and then thinking, oh, I've got to face this tomorrow and I haven't got time to deal with it tomorrow or I really don't feel like dealing with it tomorrow because I'm too tired. So if you work out when your stop points are, you might have a few. It means that you're back in control of it all rather than stuff being in control of you. So you're like, all right, Heather, you're telling me I've got a plan. What decisions do I need to make to plan? So first of all, what you're going to do is you're going to work out the micro categories of items. So if you're not sure where to start, think about your biggest stress in a day. So for me, from the minute I woke up in the morning, I was stressed about getting ready, getting clothes before I decluttered. Clothes were always an absolute nightmare because they were all over my floor mainly. Um, So I knew getting dressed was stressful. So if if that's like you, then I would say you need to look at decluttering your clothes. So the first thing you would declutter, I would say, is something like socks or pants or bras or t-shirts. So if you've got lots of them, then it might be you're going to go through all your black t-shirts or your blue t-shirts or all your long sleeve t-shirts or all your character t-shirts. So you're going to make them into micro categories so that you know what you've got to look through. And this may seem really silly that these micro categories, you'll be like, but I can do that in like a couple of minutes. Yes, that's the idea of it. Do it in a couple of minutes and then you've done that section and it feels good and you've completed it and you've sorted it. And doesn't it feel great when you've actually started something and finally completed it at the same time? Because that doesn't happen very often if you've got ADHD or if you're low on energy and low on mood. That's really difficult to do. So isn't it better to do it micro category so that you can start and finish something and it will be completed? One thing to remember though is where you start is probably less important than the actual starting. So it might just be walking into a room and starting on the floor and just spending 10 minutes on deciding what the stuff on the floor is and where it's going to go. That might be it. So when are you going to do it? Have a look at your diary. Work out when you've got a free 20 minutes, when you've got a free five minutes. It doesn't have to be like full days or full half days, these big transformations. It doesn't have to be that. So when are you going to do it? Think about about your energy levels. Think about how much recovery time you're going to need. Think about other things that you've got in your diary. You don't want to be getting all emotional and and uh, getting stuff done. And then five minutes later, having to go and do the school run where you, you know your mascara is all the way down your face. You don't want to be doing that. And similarly, you don't want to be doing it if you know you've got an upcoming meeting or you've got things that are happening. You want to plan it so that it's doable and it's recoverable. And it may be that you might be decluttering something that's quite emotional. So are you going to plan to have your friend at the end of the phone once you've done it so that you or um or you might have got a therapist or a counselor or whatever? You know, are you going to do that? Or are you going to plan to have for me, like walking is really good for my mental health. So it might be decide once you've done 20 minutes on this decision making, which is quite difficult for you and might bring up um, some emotions, then you might plan another 20 minutes where you're going to take your dog a walk or you're going to put some music on that uplifts you and makes you feel better. Or it might be that you're going to plan to have five minutes just to cry and, and get it all out. That's totally okay. The one thing that I hear time and time again, though, is I don't have time to declutter. 
and I'm sorry, everybody has time. I've run two businesses and worked for 14 hour days. I still had time to declutter. What you're thinking is you don't have time to do big declutters that give massive impacts. That's okay. You don't need to to declutter. You can do five minutes now and that is highly likely it'll give you 15 minutes of extra time in the future. So think about five minute declutters when you Um, are waiting for the kettle to boil going through your teaspoons for example when you are waiting for the pasta on the stove or something in the microwave go and look at the mugs that you've got that you want to declutter or opening paperwork opening envelopes that's still all decluttering it still works it still helps it's still moving forward how can you minimize distractions so your phone is going to be a big one So can you put a lock on your phone so that you're not tempted to go scrolling? Can you put your phone on do not disturb? Are you going to get distracted by people in the house? So is there a time where other people are out and you just don't want, you know, you want to crack on? Are you going to get distracted by your kids? So if you know that you've got a young baby, for example, it might be the nap. Wonderful nap to. Um, it might be that you might need um, like a sling to be walking around or you might need someone to pop in for 20 minutes and just look after the home just in case you need them so that you can get some stuff done. If you feel that you might get distracted and it not actually happen, can you buddy up with someone so that you can body double together to you crack on 15 minutes with what you've got to do and they crack on with 15 minutes of what they've got to do? One thing that worked really well for me when I was decluttering and cleaning my home was in the ad breaks of TV, like the TV commercials, watching TV in the ad break or every time Netflix said, are you still watching this? I would set a timer and do five minutes somewhere. But it was good because I already got a plan of I knew what the next step was and what I had to do. It wasn't then having to decide what it was I was going to do. Think about the space you need to declutter. You are going to need some space to get things out and to make decisions. So it might be that if you've got a very full house, that there isn't any space. So consider something like the bath as as a space or on the floor in another room or using the sofa or the current um, the seat you're currently sitting on you might have to use. Think about what space you're going to need. And that will vary depending on what you're going to declutter. Think about if you have to stop. How can you leave it so things don't get undone again so that you can pick it back up later without it being back in a total mess? How are you going to reward yourself? So I will tell you now that I have been scrolling on Facebook for the last two hours knowing I had to record this podcast and haven't done it. And I put my shoes on because that's meant to make you feel like you're going to go to work and do stuff. Um... I made myself a cup of tea. That usually works. It didn't work. But the only thing that was going to work for me today was rewarding myself once I'd done it. So how are you going to reward yourself once you've done it? And don't make it about buying something. Something really important is where are the discards going to live until they leave the house? And when are they going to leave the house? You really want to make the Um, space between deciding something's going and it actually going to be quite as short as possible because the longer you leave it the less liberated you feel and the more likely are that you're going to trip over them a million times or you're going to go and have them in the back of the car for, for months on end 
or you're going to end up with either you or someone else in the house going back through it and deciding that you might have made an error and you're going to put it back in again. So when are the discards going to leave the house and where are they going to go as well? So what plans are have you got for them to leave? Um, there's more information on this in when I get to the rest of the PAVE system because E is for exit plans. So we're going to talk a bit more about that in detail in that podcast episode. Are you going to sell items? In which case, which ones are worth selling? How are you going to sell them? So what platform are you going to use? And give yourself a plan A and a plan B. So if it doesn't sell on this, I'm going to do this with it. So if it doesn't sell on Vinted, within two weeks, I will then take it to a charity shop, for example, because you need to give yourself a deadline. Otherwise, it becomes something else that like becomes a weight on your shoulders and you don't want that to happen. What will you need to be able to do it? So the actual physical stuff you're going to need. We're going to talk more about this in action. Um, but do you, I really like bags for life. They're sturdy enough to take loads of things, but they're not so massive that they don't get too heavy. And because they're sturdy, you don't pick them up and they don't all fall through. So boxes work really well. So for me, I really like um, like veg box boxes. They come really, they're really good for putting things in. You're also going to need things like a rubbish bag, maybe. Are you going to need cleaning materials? Are you going to clean something once you've done it? So when you put things back, it feels nice. So to summarize, you really do need to plan to declutter. You can spend just a few minutes thinking about these things before you start. It really will make the process so much easier in the long run. Over the next few podcast episodes, I'll be going through the rest of my PAVE system with you, including how to overcome the thoughts your brain will have when you're wanting to let go, like the it'll come in handy one day thought. So make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss the rest. Until then, keep on tangling. And if you haven't made a plan, go and do one now. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Decluttering Untangled. If you found anything that I've said today helpful, please do me a favour hit that subscribe button or leave me a review. It's like receiving a virtual high five that keeps me going and lets me know that I'm helping real people out there and I'm making a difference. Please remember, you're not alone in this. I'm building a community of fellow untanglers over on Facebook. Just visit the show notes for the link to my free decluttering community. So until next time, remember, you're not alone. You're not lazy. You can untangle your life.